Welcome to Emotional Detox Podcast, where our mission is to get the world feeling again. Here is your host, author, Sherrianna Boyle. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Emotional Detox Podcast. I'm Sherrianna Boyle. I'm your host. I'm also the author of the latest book called Emotional Detox Now. N-O-W, right now. And inside that book, I've got 135 emotional detoxes for you. They're quote unquote practices, but I just want to be clear. They are emotional detoxes. I wrote 135 of them. And I just wanted to take a moment to just say, well, number one, happy new year. (laughs) Happy 2022, guys. How How's it going so far in your 2022? Well, um, there's going to be a lot of change. I really believe that. And I really believe that this, this year has a lot of hope and a lot of possibility for everyone. We've learned a lot. Did you learn a lot? I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. And I just wanted to talk about something that's been coming up to be cleansed. And that's a phrase that I often use. I say, what's coming up to be cleansed? It's my version, instead of saying, what's the problem? What's wrong? What do you want to get rid of in your life? Instead of saying that, I reframe it as what is coming up to be cleansed. And cleanse is the acronym, which is written in this emotional detox books 135 times for an emotional detox, seven mindful steps. And we don't get rid of our emotions, folks. We get to our emotions. And what the process does is it helps you move your emotions, transform your emotions so that you can reach your highest potential while you're on this planet. And we all have really unlimited potential. We do. We haven't even tapped into a fraction of what we are capable of. So in terms of what is coming up to be cleansed, I wanted to mention a couple of things. Number one is if you are predicting, and I'm finding that that is happening, people are excited about the new year. Perhaps they even have some plans in place or or some things that they want to go for, things that they want to achieve or accomplish or try, whatever it is in your life. And then what happens after a few weeks into the new year is we start predicting (laughs) or maybe earlier. And what that looks like is predicting, and maybe you can use the word expecting that it's going to be difficult, that there's going to be some things that are in your way. And I want to bring that to your attention right now, because if you are thinking that some things like people, time, situations are in your way, then my friends, you are focusing on blocks. Take a breath on that one. Go ahead, take an inhale and take an exhale. You are not focusing on goals and and achievements. You're focusing on what's blocking you. And I want to redirect you here on the podcast today. And I want to bring you back to who you are because you're not a block and you don't have obstacles. And I know you're probably looking at me cross-eyed right now or listening to me shaking your head if you're driving your car. But I'm going to tell you those blocks that you think you have, you put them there. They don't exist. 
take a breath on that one. So if you are predicting, expecting that it's going to be painful or difficult, I want to encourage you that you could benefit from a cleanse. (laughs) Yes, you can. And I want to redirect you back to who you are. The more you go in that direction, that this is an obstacle or block, what's going to happen is you are going to split. You're going to separate. You're going to create disharmony and you're going to fragment yourself and maybe others. And we don't need to do that anymore. We've come too far. We know too much and it's unnecessary. It's a waste of time and energy for you to do that. So I'm hoping that today you listen to this and you sit up straight, sit up tall, and you say to yourself, uh, yeah, okay, I was leaning in that direction, or maybe I was running in that direction, or maybe I've been propelling myself with that quality of energy, but I'm hearing you right now, and I'm recognizing it, and I'm choosing to sit up tall and make a change. And that is a change in your attention and your awareness and your energy. And it all really is about feeling. This is not about willpower. This is not about do better girl, do better boy, do better person. That's not what this is about. I'm not trying to slap you around here. (laughs) What I'm trying, what I am doing is reminding you who you are. There's nothing in your way, nothing at all. Anything that you see in your way, you put there and that's okay. You might've done it to manage what you feel. We all do it. I've done it before. I still do it sometimes, but I'm very, very quick to get back on track. And that's, what's important. The cleanses will help you. They will help you absolutely stick with it. It's a process. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm so glad that you're choosing to listen to this podcast. I know you have a million choices and you chose to listen to this one. And I am really eternally grateful to you for doing that and for helping me get the world feeling again. So today's not just about my message and what's coming up to be cleansed. I do have a guest. I do have a guest. um, And she is a transformational coach herself. I'm really looking forward to introducing you to her and really hearing what she has to say about stress. (laughs) So if you're stressed out, you've come to the right place. And in a moment, I'm going to be introducing you to Denise Zach. Welcome, Denise Zach, to Emotional Detox. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So let me just tell the audience a little bit about you. So everyone, Denise is a certified life coach, a meditation instructor, a registered 200-hour yoga teacher, and she also worked as a licensed professional counselor counselor for Southern Connecticut State University, for 20 years. Um, she since has retired from that and now is based mm-hmm. in private practice in her wellness-based consulting, meditation, mindfulness, and yoga for both individuals and businesses alike and corporations. She's also got a book. Um, he didn't put it out too long ago. I see was came out in April, 2021, Denise, uh, 2020. I mean, yeah. 2020. Okay. And it's called Ripple Effect, 
change your mind, change your life. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Change your mind, change ripple effect, change your mind, change your life. Mm -hmm. So welcome again to uh, emotional detox and today. Yeah. So you, you know, you and I have a lot in common with the yoga background and all that Mm -hmm. and, you know, and also making shifts, you know, it's always interesting how we shift in, in our careers, you know, and, and yeah. yet we bring that all along with us, don't we, Denise? I mean, it's, you, you make a shift, but it's always important for everyone to know you, you bring all that experience wherever you go. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. You know, um, I, I feel like it's, I view it almost like a stair, a staircase, right? It's like, you've got all the steps that you've taken and you'll never lose those. You'll never lose the experiences, the, the expertise that you've developed, or even just the. Um, the observations that you've made over the years, you take it with you and it all becomes part of, I think, part of who you are as a person, as a professional. And, and hopefully the staircase is, is leading to the, the place you want it to go to um, just to help. You know, I think for me, I've always wanted to just keep learning and keep bettering myself and, and bettering the, the clients and the people and the organizations that I work with as well and helping them take steps forward or steps up, however you want to envision it. So maybe yeah, it, it is an interesting journey, but I, I like to point that out because I think sometimes people think of shifts or changes as I'm leaving one thing for another thing. And it's also what makes us unique and different from another person who's teaching mindfulness and yoga and meditation, because there's a lot of different practitioners out there and mm-hmm. knowing that everybody does have their own uniqueness, right? So you bring all those 20 years of working at a university. You know, we, we have mm-hmm. something in common. I'm at a college. I very, very, very part-time um, adjunct professor there. And it does help because um, I always say it's such a blessing because I get to hear what's going on with people. You know, I'm at a community college, so I get to meet people from all, all different backgrounds and some people going back to school 20 years later. Um, and so I just want to, wanted to, I just felt that was important to point that out. Yeah. Can we, let's talk about emotional stress. I mean, that's really why people are tuning in today, right? They want to know about emotional stress. Absolutely. And, is that what you're seeing or what you've seen in your clients? Is that why you moved in this direction? Without a doubt. Um, you know, the, over the years, depression used to be the number one reason that people came into the center and, and they're the biggest presenting issue, but over time, anxiety has surpassed it. And in the last 10 years, the, the, incidences of, of people experience, experiencing anxiety has, has skyrocketed. And, and I've seen it anecdotally just from, you know, the people that I'm around and the people that I speak to, but also really just the research that's come out uh, is that people are really experiencing high levels of anxiety and, and really loneliness at the same time, especially with the pandemic. And I think that that has created an, an enormous amount of emotional stress that uh, we're not taught as children to manage. You know, we're taught how to prevent colds. We're taught 
how to be physically healthy, you know, get enough sleep and eat vegetables and eat fruits. And although that kind of stuff can certainly contribute to your mental health, we're not taught this is what anxiety looks like. These are the symptoms of depression, or this is what general stress looks like. And here's some strategies when you're four or five, six years old in middle school and high school, here's how to deal with it. Here's how to understand or notice if something is going on in your family. And we don't get that training. We don't get those strategies. We don't learn those skills. And so people are taught to learn through observation by watching their parents or people around them or significant people in their lives. Um, But they're also taught to kind of ignore it and just kind of keep going. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. What do you mean you feel anxious? Just just get up and go. Just It'll go away, you know? And so I think because of that, it just makes things built and, and become more exacerbated over time. And then we end up kind of crumbling or feeling really, really ineffective in our lives. And and that's why I think it's so important for people to pay attention to their stress, to their emotional reactions. Everyone reacts differently to stress. Everyone has different symptoms of stress. And so my symptoms aren't going to be the same as yours. So our strategies should be different and need Mm. to be That's a good point. That's something you don't hear very often that one person's symptoms might be different than another symptom. So you might, something that someone else's is using or doing on a regular basis might not be for you. Right. And that's where someone like you can come in and really kind of guide and coach people and go through that exploration part. And, you know, it's almost like we've become desensitized because anxiety is so prevalent. And I don't know if this, you have found this, I'm I'm imagining a lot of people listening can relate the frustrating part for me um, and why I have chosen to leave other institutions that I was a part of. I love my jobs very dearly, but they weren't set up for this. It's like we get told all these mindful strategies, right, Denise, Mm -hmm. but then our jobs are the exact opposite. I mean, we don't have the structure set up to be able to implement them. And so people sometimes feel backed in a corner. Like, I know I need to do more of this, like self-care, but you want me to do this, this, and this. (laughs) And I, I feel like that is so prevalent right now. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, while I do think there is a push towards wellness in the workplace mm-hmm. now and people paying attention to it, yes. almost because they have to, because the incidences of, of stress and mental health are just skyrocketing and, and impacting people in ways that it's never done before. I also think that there is more pressure to perform and the lines between work and home have become so blurred that people aren't, they haven't been as as good as maybe in the past that setting those boundaries and self-care and, and turning off the computer and turning off their phone. And so, uh, you know, when their boss emails them at 10 o'clock at night, they feel like they need to respond immediately and they can't wait until the morning. And so where does the self-care and where does the boundary setting and where does the, this is what I need to do for me in order to feel good and feel solid and, and steady in my life come in. And, and I think that you're exactly right that, People feel this pressure to, to, to seem as if they're perfect and seem as if nothing bothers them and to just keep going and going and going. And almost to the, you know, I've got grit and I've got resilience. I just keep getting up, which is great. We want to teach that, 
but not in a robotic way so that if you're over overheating, if your engine's overheating, you're not even noticing it. You just, well, I just have to keep going because I need to be strong and I need to show up and I need to show that I'm infallible, that I can do this. And so, yeah, I, I agree that I think that there is, um, there's a challenge there in, in finding the, the right balance, working hard, but showing up your best. And what does that mean? You right. know? Yeah. And we're almost rewarded for it, Denise. I mean, think about it. We're rewarded to work hard, to work fast, to do do it as quickly as possible for as little pay as possible, (laughs) right? And and it is difficult to set boundaries because you wonder, okay, does that mean, what does that mean? Does does that mean I'm not good enough? Does that mean I'm not as worthy as the next person? Am I, what's going to happen to me in my career? So, I mean, you can see the emotional stress. I mean, you and I are kind of pointing that out. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? If you don't- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and in our society, we wear stress as a badge of honor as well. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, I'm so stressed. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. I have to do this and that. And then <laughs> the person you're talking to says, oh, you think you're stressed, honey. You know, I've got this and I've got that. And I've got 10 more things happening. And it's like, we don't yeah. want to be stressed. But if someone's not stressed, then somehow they're lazy or not being productive. So yeah. so yeah. we we want to be as as stressed as possible so that we look like we're being productive. And so it's like this, this badge of honor that we wear, which is right. <laughs> so true. So true. We rattle off all the things we have to do, or we did do um, as a way to sort of prove our worth to the world. So, so what do you say, what have you found in terms of practices? Let's talk about emotional stress um, what is the first step for people that you see? So if they know that they're, they're really, they're, they're emotionally overwhelmed. You talk about anxiety. We know that comes with overwhelm, feeling out of control. Um, we know that it overlaps with depression. Where do you begin, Denise? I mean, if somebody's listening right now, where do you suggest? So the first thing I want to do for people when they, when they start working with me is self-awareness. You have to know what your pain points are. You have to know what your triggers are. You have to know what has happened in your past that has contributed to the belief system and the operating system that you have now as an individual, you have to know what your stress symptoms are, as I mentioned before, because if you don't understand it, if you're not aware of, you know, when I get stressed, I get a headache. I know that when, when I get a headache, it's because of three things, either I haven't slept enough, I haven't had enough food or water, or I'm stressed. And so when I get a headache, I'm asking myself, okay, did I not sleep well? Did, did I have enough water today? And, or am I stressed? Have I been at the computer with my shoulders shrugged up towards my ears because I've got this report to get out or this presentation to do, and I'm feeling stress around it and it's caused a headache. And so I want people to understand and be self-aware. It is so critically important because if you can take a step back from yourself for two reasons, I mean, number one, you, you're observing how you're operating and how you're showing up to your day. And that's critically important so that you can know when you're triggered, you can know what you're, when the symptoms come up, Oh, Hey, let me pay attention to that. But also when you take a step back from yourself, you're activating a part of the brain that's actually responsible for being more logical and calming you down. 
So that that's where mindfulness lives. Mindfulness lives in a part of the brain that's responsible for this logical kind of good, better, and best decision-making. Uh, and, and that's a great place to operate out of, as opposed to the part of the brain where stress lives that wants to freak mm. out. And so I teach people the parts of the brain. I teach them their stress symptoms. I teach them their stress responses. And then we move forward with kind of what strategy specifically will work for them. I find that so effective. You know, I have three daughters and I'm, I'm a huge fan of coaches and, you know, I'm very, I've always been very generous with my girls. Like, okay, you know, let's, let's look at this. You know, when I see them and, you know, as a mom, we know, we know, we, we, we see the moodiness, you know, I know we tend to blame it on their age and things like that. But I've really been able to observe, you know, the negativity, you you pick that up, you're like, what's going on here, something's going on feeling overwhelmed, or maybe even a little depressed or a little, you know, uncertain, and it's been interesting. But what I also notice happening with COVID Denise, is we are being conditioned to ask whether it's COVID. (laughs) Right. right. I have yeah. a headache. Do I have COVID rather than <laughs> what do I need? What, what, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really a slippery slope because we're taught now, if you don't pay attention, you could put other people or yourself at risk. And it's really tricky for people of all ages. I'm finding who automatically, you know, one of my daughters is a manager at PetSmart <laughs> and she called in because she said, um, you know, I'm just feeling a little off now. She was fine. Right. Cause I live with her and she was fine. And I think what it was is she just was feeling overworked. Right. Mm-hmm. But in her mind, she's saying, I know I've been around people with COVID. I, I better, maybe I ought to take a day off. Don't you find that interesting? Yeah. I, I think just the way that our world is operating right now. Um, in addition to people feeling overworked because people are calling in more, people don't want to work or people aren't vaccinated and can't work. Um, I think also people have pandemic fatigue. They're just exhausted uh. thinking about it all the time. Like, do I have the virus? Did I get it from somebody? Who am I going to give it to? Who am I going to make sick? What's going to happen? Am I going to get super sick? Am I going to end up in the hospital? And so all of these fears and worries, and I touch this in the store, where's the sanitation machine in the store? And do I have to wear a mask? There's so much overload. It's like we were already stressed as a society. Yeah, we were already stressed as a society. Now you throw the pandemic and people are just, they're exhausted. They're overwhelmed and exhausted. And your book is timely because it's ripple effect, right? I mean, your book is called ripple effect, change your mind, change your life. I think what we're finding is collectively, there is a ripple effect, right? It is rippling out all this fear and anxiety. No doubt. It's like catching a cold, right? And it's, it's impacting our state of mind, our mental state of mind. Yes. So in terms of this ripple effect, emotional stress, I know you say self-awareness, we're aware that we've got to go beyond, do I have COVID, right, Denise? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Like cross-check that, but don't stop 
there, right? Right. right. Be, be aware. And, and I specifically titled the book ripple affect with an a because mm. of the emotional piece mm. the affect is your emotion and yes. it's more than just an effect i wanted people to think beyond effect like Correct. how we affect other people but what is our affect that is rippling out from us but also impacting us internally so that was a, a critical piece of why I, I titled the book that way and yes it it is it is so super important um, we don't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not encouraging overthinking about everything in the world, but just doing kind of your, you do self-care diligence, right? Okay. But it, could it be COVID? All right. We, we do have to do that because that's just the state that we're in, but take a deep breath and really think about your own state and what's been going on for you. What has your thought process been? What have your automatic reactions been? And could this be really just a stress response. And I don't mean just like it's, yes. it's a new thing, but could it be a stress response that you need to pay attention to as opposed to um, the virus or, or something, something else. And that's what you're, you might not get from your doctor. I don't know how doctors are handling it out there, but I know that they're hyper-focused on, you know, because people are coming to them, <laughs> Um, with, do I have COVID? Do I not? So of course that puts them in a position where that is, they're exclusively forced to focus on that. So let's imagine, let's just take the example of my daughter, Denise. Okay. So she thinks, okay, I bet she knows she's been around people. She stays home. She realizes it's not COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then what? Right. Any suggestions if you realize, okay, this is emotional stress. I'm right. fine. Right. Yeah. Um, now what do I do? Any tips? So thinking about right at that point, mm. paying attention to what your symptoms are in that moment. What is the stress that you're experiencing? Where do you notice it in your body? There are three different types of symptoms for stress, emotional, cognitive, and physical. Pay attention to all of them and notice where your stress lives in your body. We cannot have an emotion without having a physical sensation. It is physically impossible. So you may not notice it, but think about when you feel joy. Think about when you feel happiness. Think about when you feel anger. Your body is involved in that process. So first step is really think about what your symptoms are, where they live in your body. And just, I I teach clients to just, sit and breathe into them to just notice them. Don't try to push them away. Don't try to explain them away. Don't get upset with yourself for having them because stress is a normal reaction to everything going on in life. Sometimes it's an overreaction to what's going on based on our automatic thoughts. So it could be that you have um, negative thinking and, you know, obsessive thinking about something. Okay. Say to yourself, I'm noticing a part of me is feeling stressed right now. The the thing that I try to share, Rihanna, the thing that I think is so important for people to understand is when they have those stress responses, if this is your brain, and I know some people are listening in, but if you put your hand into a fist over your thumb, where your fingers sit, and if I put them up to my forehead, this is my prefrontal cortex. This is where mindfulness lives. When you Mm. flip your lid, Literally, when you flip your lid and you bring those four fingers up, your thumbnail, and if your whole fist is your brain and you and you lift up those 
fingers and you see your thumbnail in your midbrain, that is a tiny structure in your brain that is responsible for that fight, flight, or freeze stress response. It's a very small part of the brain. There are so many more structures and operating systems in the brain. And the, the part that's responsible for calming us down actually goes offline. It's not even, it's not even operating when we're stressed. So I want people to know what their stress response is, understand it, take a step back from themselves and say, okay, you know, what is it about the present moment that might be contributing to my stress response? Because if you and I are standing next to each other, or you're standing next to your daughter, you may not feel the stress she feels. And you may feel stress. You may feel stress at times when she doesn't feel stress about a particular situation. You know, it could be like laundries all over the floor and that that's going to set you off. Right. Or something else has happened and that doesn't necessarily stress the other person out. So knowing that your triggers are set and being able to take a step back and say, okay, this is my stress response happening right now. Let me take a step back. Let me take Mm. a few breaths. Let me just know that I'm contributing to this response right now because of the way my brain operates. Mm. And I I love, I love that. I love the way you bring the brain in. Yeah. It's so important because it gives you, if that gives you power, that's empowerment. If you can say, you know what? I'm freaked out right now because of A, B, and C. Now I know it. Now I know what my triggers are. Now I know what my stress responses. I can, I have empowerment now to be able to change it. And what I love about what you're saying is it reminds us you're saying over and over to really look at your, you're using the word your, (laughs) not them, right? Because so often we do look to others, what they're doing or not doing. And we say, I'm stressed because of that, that situation, right? They're stressing me out. They're making me angry. And if they could just knock it off, right? (laughs) Then I could feel a lot better. And you see people doing some pretty wacky things right now to try to control other people's behaviors. We cannot control other people's behaviors, people. (laughs) We cannot. That is a reaction. Yeah, exactly. And it's your reaction. It's like, yes, they didn't come up and stick their finger in your brain and hit the angry button or hit the ad. You responded to them. Now they could have come up and punched you in the face. I mean, that could be a very real reality there. That being said, everyone's going to respond differently and how you respond, you know, what they do says a lot about them. How you respond says everything about you and where you're at in your life. So you choose and we can get triggered. So then we kind of, when we're triggered, that's, those are the tough moments because that's when it's hard to pull yourself back because Once that operating system has been kind of triggered and that stress response has started, those neurotransmitters are flowing through your body like sugar or alcohol, and they need time to work themselves out. So we've got to learn to insert mindfulness before, right? If this is the stimuli making us mad in quotations, right? Yeah. This is your response. Mindfulness comes in here. It's you being aware of what your triggers are and noticing when you get upset, okay, hang on a minute. What's going to be the most skillful in this moment? How do I want to respond? And even preparing yourself, because most of the time we know the kinds of things that are going to upset us. I know, I know what's going to trigger me. And I I can decide before I walk through that front door, even if I know that, you know, something's going to be in the house or a certain person's going to be visiting that triggers me. I can say, you know what, today, 
I'm not going to be triggered. I'm going to decide, let them have it. That's their stuff. I'm not going to be triggered by their stuff anymore. I want to decide how I want to respond. So you're really pointing out that you have to make a choice, right? I mean, there, there is a part of us that has to say, I choose, I'm choosing a different pathway. And then you have to build some skills to be able to really harness that choice or give yourself the strength to stick to it because it's so easy to abandon it. You know, the, the, the thing about triggers that is really can be very sad is when we get in a triggered state and we start reacting and we start blaming or however we do that, we start shutting down, you know, that's, that's a sign that we're starting to lose ourselves. And those are states that can be really risky because those are, those are times where we might say something or do something that is absolutely not a match to who we are truly, right? That's really, you know, we can engage in behaviors and you don't even recognize yourself. And that's a sad day when somebody starts to lose their sense of who they are because their triggers have gotten so out of control. So what you're saying is we got to come back. You got to learn about the brain, which your book talks about ripple effect. Everyone just so you know, our books ripple effect, change your mind, change your life. You got to really understand your brain, go to learn mindful ways Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and really, you know, understanding that we have brain patterns that have developed over the course of time and you can develop a brain pattern that's morphed into a belief and an operating system that started when you were four or five years old. And it's, it's, you know, and that, that pattern, if, if say something happened Say your parents got divorced when you were four or five years old. And the last thing you remember or the things you remember before the divorce was that the parents were fighting over you. And as an adult, you know that the divorce had nothing to do with you. But as a child, you could take that on and say, I'm a bad person. I need, I should have behaved better and and develop perfectionism, or I can never let anybody down, or I better not. Um, be a, say anything that's going to ruffle anybody's feathers, because then I'm going to lose them. There are so many beliefs that can, can come from that. And then you can start operating in the world that way. And as an adult, you can continue that. Once we develop that operating system, we continue to repeat it over and over and over again, that gets ingrained. And my book helps you walk through that to undo those unhealthy patterns to first become aware of them. Like why, Am I defensive whenever someone challenges a thought that I have? Or why am I jealous with my significant other? Or why do I have such trust issues? Or why do, am I so controlling? Or why am I so um, lackadaisical when I have an important project to do? There's usually a reason and a pattern for it. And I want people to understand it. I want them to learn it. I want them to be able to have a, a, a practice for being able to identify in the moment when it's happening and then specific steps and strategies to, to work through it and undo it so that you can change those neurons because the neurons actually, once they fire together in an initial trauma or challenging situation, they wire together. We've got all these brain patterns. And so it's hard to start a new one. You can't just decide one day. I mean, we can, and there are people who just say, you know what, that's it. I'm doing something different, Right. but it's really hard. (laughs) And, And you need support. 
is what you're saying. We need support. And I, and I think books can be a real blessing right now. Um, for all of us, it gives us a chance. I know I have stacks, (laughs) stacks of books, right. Waiting for me to open them up and, um, and there and, and writing and journaling and getting outside. And, um, the bottom line is, you know, we just like we have patterns in us as adults, we're forming these beliefs and patterns for children right now, right? The way that we respond. And it's so important that we all come together, you know, now more than ever, because we're, we're, we're raising children who are forming some really scary belief systems, possibly um, about how they impact the world and the choices they make and what's going on around them. Um, and, but we have the power to change that. And, and mindfulness definitely is um, one, one of the many things that we can do. Thank you so much for sharing all your, your wisdom and for doing the work that you do, Denise. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And it was a pleasure talking with you. Um, my book is on Amazon. Um, yeah. If you put in Denise Zach Ripple Affect, it'll pop up. But you can also go to denisezacklifecoach.com. Um, to get the, um, the, and the book is there. And there's also free meditations. I, I like to highlight that there's free meditations on my website and there are nice. self resources that people can use as well. So yeah. thank you so much for having me. This oh, is- well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you everyone for listening to Emotional Detox. I know you have, there's a lot of podcasts out there and I really appreciate that you choose to tune into this one. Remember your emotions matter processing them matters more until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To grab a copy of Sherriana's book or to join her weekly live meditation, go to sherriannaboyle.com.